Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Cud Talk Podcast. On this week's episode, PK and I discuss church unity uh, in, that we read about in Ephesians 4. And we also talk about speaking the truth to people in love and how both of those aspects are vitally important. Listen, we unfortunately did not have video this week. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. That's pretty good the first time in five weeks that that has happened. But hey, listen in, join in, let's get it started. PK, what's going on, brother? Good morning. I've noticed that uh, that's kind of my uh, go-to phrase for anybody. So, what's up, brother? What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that a southern thing? Is I don't know, you did move back, so it's, I don't it might is, be, it, I don't or know. Or is it just like a church thing? I, I think that's what it did is. Did you ever go to a church where everybody in the church was a brother? Yes. Yeah, me yes. too. I actually said that to a person one day in a store. Like, I don't know, it was Aldi or somewhere. And I was like, hey, brother, what's going on? And he literally said, you must be a Christian. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I am, but how do you know? You called me brother. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I think that. Hey, that's awesome though that he said you must be a Christian and not you must go to that church. Exactly, you right? Must yeah, be a Baptist you must be a Baptist. <laughs> so my grandparents went to a, a really really small church and everybody there was brother, brother, pastor was brother, yeah. brother Preston. Yes. that was his name, brother Preston. And my my grandfather was Robert, brother Robert. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that is, and that actually leads right into what we're talking about today it does. in unity. It does. Um, but uh, anyway, so um, anyway, let's get let's get right into it. We had a little a little brother talk. I don't know, y'all. Tell us if you if you uh, now I don't do I don't say sister. Uh-uh. What's up, sister? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that sounds a little bit. Well, weirder. if you grow up hearing that, I mean, they did that in the churches in West Virginia too. It was, yeah, you know, brother so and so is going to lead the prayer. Yeah, right, so it's. Yeah. Now I will say I think I say it um because I'm just genuinely like a or or generally I'm I'm a people person. Mm. Um and so I want people to feel welcomed immediately yeah. and I feel like if I say what's up brother like with that attitude and that call and that name it's like oh he likes me. We're cool. We're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. We can talk about yeah. We're good. Um, We're good. But yeah, I never say what's what's up sister. Uh, yeah, that never comes out. Um <laughs> unless you're talking to your daughter. I and do you say I that do a call lot. Hannah yeah, then, sister. That's perfect. I do call my daughter. My sister. kids call her that. So. Do they call her they sister. Yes. Really, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what we. That's really all we call her is sister. Um, but anyway, um, but that does that leads. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, but that leads right into what we're talking about today. We are in Ephesians chapter four, verses one through sixteen. Um, and during the whole book, um, Paul has a message. Um, and his letter here is beautiful. It begins by um, talking about the blessings that we have in Christ. It talks about Christ's sacrifice for us. Then he reminds them that they are no longer like you're, you Jews and you Gentiles. Y'all must come together. Uh, there shouldn't be division. Um, and then he explicitly tells them here in chapter 4, you are to be unified as one body, um, as one group. Um, and for them, that you know, this whole letter is leading up to that. I don't think he could have started with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think he had to talk about what unifies them, kind of, hey, look at your past, look where you are now, look what Jesus has done for you, and now I'm going to get into, excuse me, you all need to be 
unified. And so let me ask you, Chris, um, and this is one thing we didn't get to discuss on Sunday morning, or you didn't get to teach on Sunday morning. Why is unity, and this may be a silly question, but I think it's important to address, and then we'll get to a second one that will be a lot more practical for you, the listener. Um, Why is unity so important in the local church? Well, in the local church, you know, we all we all have certain niches of ministry. We have purpose. We have calling. We have this, not just to the gospel, but to to build the kingdom. And we kind of talk about that in a little bit as well. And and you know, if you don't know where you're going and you don't know what your purpose is and you don't know who you are, yeah, it's you can't be unified in something. You know, I mean, it's it's if you go to a show somewhere and somebody says, "Hey, I need a volunteer." You know, maybe some people are going to raise their hand, but not everybody's going to raise their hand because they have no idea what they're they're being called to do. And so, unity in the in the body. If we're not together, we cannot accomplish that purpose, and we cannot fulfill what God is calling us to do. Uh, and unity is not just in the decision making of one, but it's how we we treat one another, how we love one another, how we serve one another, how we minister to one another. And so, being unified allows us to accomplish that purpose that God has called us to do. And and so. Uh, we are to be like Christ. Christ is unifying us together, as we talked about the, through this part of the letter. And so to be unified in purpose and understanding and goal, uh, is it has to exist. We can't can't pursue that purpose. Mm-hmm. We can't pursue that purpose. <clears throat> I think people, honestly, um, I would say there are statements that people can make in general, but then it's really hard to practice. So, for instance, if you were to ask the majority, if you ask me, Jonathan, do you need to eat better? I would say yes. Jonathan, do you wish, would you love to not eat snacks at 9 p.m.? I would say absolutely. Then when it comes to practice, it's hard, right? And so if you were to ask every church member, hey, do you want to be a part of a body that is unified? They'd say absolutely. Okay. Now practice it. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, tell Miss Smith she's got to do this, and then and then they got to do this. And then it's like, no, and you have to be part of that unity. Yes. So unity is really hard to achieve, just like other things that you wish for your personal life are hard to achieve. Do you wish you had more time to spend with your family? Sure. Yes. Now practice yes. it. So it is. I think everybody does desire it, mm-hmm. but it is hard to practice. Um, but I do think... <laughs> It is vitally important uh, to the local body um, because of what you just said. We can't live out our mission um, to go and and minister to people outside the church, so that then they come into the church as believers and our body grows. If we're not unified, that mission will not likely happen. For instance, um, I think probably one of the most difficult jobs. Um, I won't say most difficult, but when I think of hard jobs, I am a big sports fan. Um, and I actually, I'm a big Kentucky fan, Wildcats, college football team, or college team. But I'm I, most Kentucky fans are like basketball heavy, football will gets us to basketball. Right. I'm yeah. the opposite, right? Yeah. I love college football, and so I'm getting somewhere with the difficult job. <laughs> and so when I watch a football game, I think, man, being a head coach of a football team has to be one of the hardest jobs because they have so many not just players but staffs Mm -hmm. if you've ever watched a college football game it seems like there's 80 
players out there, and then there's just as many guys standing there with headphones on, right? Yes. Calling plays. Clipboards. Telling signs. Me, yeah. yeah. And so I've, all, I've thought, man, I would not want that job. <laughs> I'm like, that would be so hard. But, and, and I think I'm getting all, I'm saying all that to say, they probably have a very difficult job of unifying the their team. And a lot of their success, I'm sure they would say, either success or failure, it all comes from how unified we are. Mm. If we are unified, we will have much greater success on the playing field than if we're not. Um, and the same is to be said for the church. If we are unified, our success in kingdom work is greater um, because we are, uh, this was on our T-shirt last year here at the church, that we are better together. Mm. And so unity to the local church is just, uh, I mean, obviously it's important because Paul's writing about it right. here, right? And anything that's in God's Word we see in 2 Timothy 3.16 that it is profitable, right? It's good. And so obviously we know that it is important. Right. But it's also good for us to think, well, practically, why? Why is it so important? Um, and it's not so everybody can feel mushy-gushy all the time, because sometimes unity will leave you feeling humbled, will leave you mm. feeling upset, um, will leave you growing, and growing always hurts a little bit. Sure. Um, and so we don't want to be unified so we can feel mushy-gushy. We want to be unified so that we can win people to Christ and disciple them yes. and grow them and grow ourselves. Uh, so unity um, is very important in a local church. So we've established that, and listener, thank you for bearing with us in that. But I think <laughs> I think that was important, and hopefully you got something out of that. Hopefully that makes you look at unity a little bit different. Uh, but now I think uh, kind of get into a question that, that listeners can really benefit from. How does unity play itself out in our church at Cud Memorial? How... What practices do we have? What do we want the listener to participate in? What do we want the listener to do to be more unified here at this church? And I say we uh, because, uh, you know, we we kind of are the leadership at the church, the pastor and the connections pastor. Um, and so it is that is important for us to think about to practice, but then to also teach others. So what, 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 what can we do? What are those things? Sure. So I'll start out by saying back in the fall, we went through a kind of an, I don't want to say a rebranding, but a refocusing of our vision. And, and we put before the church kind of a new logo and all this and, and how the logo is, is used to describe really the four purposes that we have and cut and how we want, we kind of start that out with, this is our desire for every member of this church. Um, and, we start out with, you know, we want everybody first to believe in Jesus. We want that that believe in Jesus, number one. Uh, belonging to a family, number two. Well, and Paul, stop right there, number yeah, one. Sure. Paul sets that up in this book, yes. in this or in this letter. He says in Ephesians 2, 4, 5, and 6, he says, hey, listen, you were this way, but now because of Christ, you have new life. Now, he's actually going to start in verse 4, uh, 17 in chapter 4, mm-hmm. uh, verse 17 and 18, which we're, I'm going to preach on Sunday, he's actually going to remind them, don't live as the Gentiles. Right. You, you're different, different now because different. you believe in Jesus. So that right there is our key starting point. We are unified yes. as a body. For instance, I'll go back to my college football analogy. Yes. They are unified. A team is unified because the colors they wear and the logo on their helmet, mm-hmm. right? That what That's what makes them unified. 
they're not unified because they want to win ball games. Right. I mean, that's everybody's goal. Everybody's right? goal. <laughs> right? Everybody's goal. They're right. unified because the, of one thing, and it's that color on their shirt, the logo on their head. It mm-hmm. says the University of South Carolina or the University yes. of Kentucky. We are unified. Whether you are a quarterback or a kicker or you're black or you're white or you're small or you're big, yes. it doesn't matter right. because we're unified under this logo. Yes. In the church, we are unified, and and, it, and at CUD, we are unified because we are a body of believers, believers in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. That's why we are unified. So, sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. No. And so that's that's number one. I mean, that's what we want for everybody, obviously here, obviously in the church, but anyone to come to know Christ. The second, though, I think, and Paul picks up on here, too, is to belong to a family. We want people connected with one another. This whole writing is about how they're connecting with one another and how they're becoming one body together. I love in verse four when he says one body. Yes. Um, the the readers of that word, especially the Jewish readers of that word, would have thought about marriage, marriage when he said that. Yes. Yeah. And do we think about how close we are to our church, our local body, do we think about it as a marriage? Mm. I mean, oftentimes, um and I I know there there's uh valid and good reasons um to to leave a church and to move churches, but do we treat our relationship with people there as we do a marriage of, hey, look, we're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have fights, downs. but I ain't going yeah, nowhere. Exactly. Well, and, <laughs> I'm and, in it. And, you know, you know this as well as I do. Unity is not everybody saying yes to the same thing and agreeing on everything. Oh, like yeah. Well, and we'll yeah, get to that know, in a minute. We'll get to that. So so that's not the, the crux of that, you know. So so you go back and okay. you look at this, at this mission. You have believing in Jesus, belonging to family. Number three is really important. In body, in the unity, in the body of, of the Christ's soul, and that is to become a disciple. And so we want to engage people in small groups. We want them to grow. Which, in the rest of this section that we preached it on Sunday, what was the goal? To grow into maturity into Christ. That is discipleship. And so we really want to pour in to that avenue of 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 equipping people. Ephesians four again. Uh, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, discipling them to grow that wherever they are is a ministry field and opportunity. So we want them to be united in that purpose, to know that they're gifted, that God has gifted them, that we are equipping them to do ministry, Mm -hmm. not just to invite people to church or say, come see us, but to, to really be an extension arm of ministry in their place and their role wherever they are. For the gospel and for the kingdom. Yeah, and I think you got a little bit into the fourth one there. Yeah, we do a little bit, yeah. Um, but when it talks about becoming a disciple, um, and that's kind of these four things are what is is practices of unity. These mm. four things are how we practice unity. Um, and so you could say this for each one of those, but or for each, what I'm about to say, you could say for each one of these. But if you aren't, I'll say it for this one because I think it's really important. If you aren't, becoming a disciple if you aren't being discipled um while here then that can cause disunity disunity absolutely because we move forward and we have goals and we have vision for where the church should go and if you aren't growing as a disciple i don't think your mind i know your mind's not being renewed Mm-hmm. Um, you're not growing spiritually, and so you will have a very earthly and worldly view of things, and that can hinder the unity. Now, let me also say this. If you aren't trying to help others in the church grow as disciples, <laughs> right. that too 
will hinder unity. And so it is very important that you yourself and myself, I grow as a disciple. I was reading today uh, Proverbs 1, um, verse 5, um, and it says, pull that up right quick. You have your Bible. Proverbs 1, uh, verse 5. Uh, yeah, Proverbs 1, verse 5. Let me read it real quick. It is. Um, I was actually reading this uh, just today. Listen to this. It says, let a wise person listen and increase learning. Becoming a disciple, you're learning. You're becoming, becoming. a disciple. It's not, it, it's not you. you you're not the one. <laughs> you all of a sudden, right. you, yes, we are disciples of Christ, but we also are being discipled constantly. Yes. A wise person is always learning. Mm. A disciple is always growing. And when you stop that or when you take a break from that, that can really break up the unity uh, in the church. Absolutely. So, sorry. No, but what can you exactly right? Because if you stop after knowing Christ and belonging to a family, if you stop there and others are going on and being discipled, you're creating disunity in a gap. And you've got people who love to serve and people who don't even know why they should be serving. And, and so it does cause, cause mm-hmm. a lot. It, get to the fourth one. Uh, the fourth thought is that yeah, after all this, we want you to build the kingdom. We read and we kind of touched on that a little bit, but I think it's important too, in your analogy, just real quick, about your football team and a head coach, you know, how is it that that those teams can succeed in what they're doing? Well, it's because everybody knows their role and they they fill their position. Most Division One college football players that are backup quarterbacks could probably start at a lot of other places, but they accept their role. They accept their that that when the time comes, they need to step in. You know, Jalen Hurts was a great example of that years ago, and um, but. Part well, of unity. Well, and also other than, and I'm going to make a reference that many of you may not get. Um, look it up. Other yeah, than yeah. other than Jared Lorenzen, uh, oh. your your offensive lineman shouldn't be your quarterback. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, right. And and so you have to embrace your role. And you mentioned this Sunday. This is this is a great part of unity because it alleviates envy. It alleviates uh, self doubt. It alleviates uh, hatred. Is saying, hey. My gift and my abilities and my knowledge here at this church will benefit in a greater way. I'm I'm just going to use an example. Like, my knowledge, gifts, and abilities will benefit this church in a greater way in a teaching capacity than it would in a singing capacity. Now, I will be honest with you. I um, and it's for all the wrong reasons. Reasons. (laughs) I would love to be able to play the guitar and get up there on Sundays and just rock it out. Like yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but I would probably become very prideful in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's probably a good thing I don't do that. Yeah. But it, but it's easy to say, hey, I wish I had that person's gift. And honestly, when you look at their, when you look at someone else's gift, and you do become envious, um, and you do become uh, greedy, or you do become hatred of that. You end up missing your own gift. Absolutely. It's kind of like the forest and the trees things, right? You you end up not being able to use your own gifts, or you say my gifts are inadequate. I can't do as much for the kingdom, so you don't. Exactly. Um, and we want you to build the kingdom. We want you to be a part of kingdom work. There's nothing. I was in a meeting last night, um, and a gentleman said, "I remember twenty years ago, twenty five years ago." Uh, our church was working toward one common goal, and he didn't even know we were going to talk about this today. Right. But he said, "We, I never felt more unified in a church than us all working toward that common goal. 
And I thought, man, that's what we do every week, right? Yeah. We're all working to build God's kingdom. We're all doing kingdom work. Mm-hmm. That should be our focus is we need to do some kingdom work. We need to disciple people. We need to go out and minister to people. We need to love on people. We need to paint a wall uh, <laughs> so that when people come, they don't think that we're that we're lazy or dirty. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I think that that when we miss any of those, it could really disrupt unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe for you, if you aren't practicing one of those or you're uh, missing out on one of those and you felt kind of disconnected from the church or you felt that unity isn't great right now, um, it could be that you're not doing one of those four things um, very well. Um, I hope you're doing the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you believe. Let's get in number Jesus. one first. Yeah. Let's get believing in Jesus yeah, squared, and and then we can move from there. So, um, in verse, and you'll have to look back for me. Yep. Uh, in Ephesians two, what verse does it to say? And I, I don't have my Bible. Um, I apologize. That's terrible. Uh, but Chris has his Ephesians four. What what verse does it talk about speaking four? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Speaking truth in love. All right, so that comes in uh, verse 15. Okay, read it for it us. It says, but speaking the truth in love. But speaking the truth in love. And I know you wanted to hang out here for a minute. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about that and why why, why we want to hang out there. Yeah, well, and here's, and here's the reason that I really want to hang out here, because I, I mentioned it Sunday, but I think it's worth mentioning in case you weren't with us on Sunday and haven't heard that yet, is that there are two sides to that coin is that sometimes we can speak truth without love. And then that becomes very, very problematic when we just, our heart is, the intention is lost when we share truth without love. So I wrote this down when you preached it on Sunday. I won't forget, I'll never forget this. It was at the KBC, uh, the Kentucky Baptist Convention, uh, back in 2019. Uh, I say I'll never forget it. I don't remember who said it. I think, I think it was J.D. Greer. Um, he said, if you only speak truth without love, that's bigotry. Mm. Um, and that was, pretty, that's, harsh. that's pretty and harsh. And it's words. true though. <laughs> that is pretty harsh words. But okay. Take just what he just said there. He, that is truth spoken with love. Mm. What was the intent of him saying that his intent was not to call you a bigot. Yeah. His intent was to raise awareness that the way in which we speak truth to other people gospel truth, biblical truth, the intent and our goal and motivation behind it is crucial. You look at the model of Christ. Did Christ ever speak untruth? No. He spoke truth. He called out sin. He did it not just to call out sin, but to draw people to repentance and awareness of it. His, 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 his motivation was his love for them because if he didn't call it out in a way in which he showed love to them, it literally could mean their eternity mm-hmm. is in the balance. So we jump there a little bit to the love part. Yes. But the truth, uh, if you are, I, I see what you're saying, but when we say truth without love is bigotry, yes. it means... That we are being so harsh, mm. and we we can honestly will probably justify it and say, "Oh no, that's love," because at the end of the day, I mm. want them to be saved, sure. right? But really, if you don't speak it with love and with a tender heart and um, in that humble manner, yeah, um, 
you are. You're just, it's a holier than thou. Well, I was going to say, wh- who um, is truth without love about? <laughs> yeah. You. Self. It's me. I mean, look at being the Pharisees. Right. Yeah. That's what they did was yeah. truth, no love, law, holding it over people's head, beating them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came and said, hey, look, you're getting the law right, but you're missing the heart of it. Um, the reason there's the law of don't get divorced is because... You know, you don't need lust in your heart for other women, right? Like, that's the heart behind it, mm-hmm. is love only your wife. Like, right. that's why we don't yeah. get divorced, because that's your person now. It's your person, exactly. Um, exactly. Love them only. And right. so, uh, hey, don't kill. Well, you know, the reason that's there is because we really shouldn't even hate anybody, right. right? It's all with the heart. There's truth there in the law, but there is a heart behind the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's one side of the coin. Right. The other side of the coin... That I, and I think sometimes we try to take one extreme or the other, mm-hmm. right? We either want to uh, tell the truth without loving and with, with, with the kind of finger pointing mm-hmm. um, and, and wagging without being loving. But then also, I think sometimes we try to avoid the truth and avoid preaching the truth. And we then we say, oh, well, I'm just being loving. I want to love them. I don't mm-hmm. want the truth to scare them away. Um, honestly, it's because I'm just going to I'm gonna be blunt here. It's because we're cowards. Um, uh, right, yeah, right. And we it say, is. hey, I'm not going to have yeah. tough conversations, or right. I'm not going to tell somebody the truth, or I'm not going to hold somebody accountable. We're going to do it in the name of love, but deep down it's because we're just kind of cowardly. Right. And it's tough to be truthful. Um, and so I think it's just as dangerous. Uh, and so he said, truth yes. without love is bigotry. Right. Love without truth is heresy. Mm. Um, if we had all love and no truth, and where no would truth. we be? Jeez. You know, and that's, that is so, we, we kind of talked a little bit about this, is that we are in such an age today that, you know, truth is my truth, your truth. And so many people deny. It's subjective. It's, yes, subjective. absolutely. And there has to be absolute there has to be an absolute truth there has to be a standard there has to be that which we take as our as our as our true north in this you know and it cannot it cannot just simply be about my truth there has to be something outside of ourselves because anything that's originating inside of ourselves is going to originate from that sinful nature and and it's going to be for us i mean it's going to be for what i want how i feel best what 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 moves me what what builds me up and, and so that truth is already jaded it's already so we have to have this absolute truth and what you said is is so powerful because i think this is as dangerous if not more dangerous is that if we truly do love people do we not want to, in love, share the truth with them to bring them from wherever it is that we see? Because our concern is for them and their journey and their walk with Christ. It's not, hey, I get to call you out on this. It's, I love you enough to not let this hurt your relationship with Christ. And what Christ. we're talking about here is relationships with inside with the inside church. the church. As you're yes. listening to this, you may have been immediately thinking, okay, I need to be truthful with my non-believer friends and just preach. Oh yeah, this is, and that is true. Absolutely true. true. But what Paul is addressing here in this letter is to the church, to the local church. And so when we say that we are as a church to speak truth, we're talking about people inside inside these walls. We need to hold one another accountable. We need to say, Hey, you messed up in that. 
And by me telling you that, I'm giving you the right to tell me that. Absolutely. I'm letting you in in my life. Um, and I'm letting you, I'm going to let you know the truth, but by doing so, I'm handing you a permission card that says, Hey, you, now mm. you get access to me absolutely, and you can hold me accountable yep. in love, in love. But if we miss that truth, just like you mentioned in, in the outside world, in the country, in a, in a day and time where we do hear the phrase a lot, live your truth. If we forget truth as the outside world has inside these walls, Man, the disunity that leads to. Oh. Because what it happens is, and we see it in the outside world, um, that my truth, it's its an oxymoron. There, There is a central truth. That's yeah. why it's called um, truth. Truth. Uh, exactly. <laughs> because it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Um, like when you when I tell my son, hey, tell me the truth. I want to know the, the, the concrete thing that happened that you did. There's no opinions. <laughs> right. There's no room Explanation, for error. Explanation, no justification. Like I want the concrete what happened. And yeah. so when we begin to to speak truth into people, when we let people speak truth into us, that unifies us. That says, hey, look, it's this isn't a subjective thing. Like, this isn't changing. Right. We're going to speak this to one another, and it may be hard. It'll be hard sure. to both speak and accept. And accept. But it's true. Right. And, th- and that's what makes it easy is because it's not subjective. When someone looks at you and a, and a brother or sister that, that's holding you accountable and says, hey, how have you been treating your kids lately when they make you upset? And we say, man, I've been lashing out angrily. And they say, hey, listen, this, this is a way in which we want to raise our kids. There's truth there. And it, does it stink? Is it hard to do? Sure. Yeah, but Absolutely. it's truth. Absolutely. And the good thing is when we speak truth to one another, we can't argue that. You can't say, hey, no, 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 you're wrong. No, we just have to look at ourselves and say, I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, and you know, but that this takes is, boldness on both ends, it man. Takes boldness it's hard. On both ends, and you, and here's the the, the the whole caveat to this is this is in the context of people who are being discipled, because if you have people who have disconnected themselves from this process of maturity, those conversations will not go well, because the conversations we're talking about having right here with brothers and sisters in Christ, they're in Christ. Mm. There is they are there is a. It's a lot of the reason why a lot of people just shun accountability is because, you know, they feel like this is they they misunderstand the concept of accountability. That's it's not just me calling you out. It it is me discipling. It's iron sharpening iron. It's discipling and being with one another. Why? Not so I can tell you how I called you out on this, but because hey, God, God desires more from us and we want to be in that that relationship with him. And if I didn't care about you, and, and I think about this, I mean, it's really harsh. If I didn't care about you, I'll just let you do what you were doing and, and, and just let you fall flat. But if we truly do love one another and and we really want to see unity in the body, then we're going to love each other, not just when things are good, but when things are hard. And yeah. and I think that that's, that's something we do literally have to grow into. And, and I think that it's, I mean, it's vital. You can't have it without it. Absolutely. So, so guys, here here's the deal. Here it could. We want you to be unified. We want to function as the body of Christ and be unified with one another. And here's how we want you to do that. Again, first and foremost, we want you to believe in Jesus. More than anything, the most important thing is that you believe in Jesus. Um, Second, we want you to belong to a family. We want you to get connected with people. We want you to become a disciple, uh, to be loved on and poured into. And then we want you to take that and build the kingdom. And if you're not doing that, we want to get you connected. We want to get you uh, engaged with what we're doing here. So, 
guys thank you for listening once again to cud talk sorry we had no video of our beautiful faces today uh we will see you next week we're gonna finish out ephesians chapter four and we take this idea of unity uh and then paul says hey look now that you're unified go live kind of like this so see you guys next week